in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Trump administration blocking Broadcom's deal with Qualcomm. Broadcom's been in the news for the past number of months. They've been trying to acquire Qualcomm in a hostile bid. $117 billion proposed acquisition. And the Trump administration has blocked the deal. And their rationale is national security. And then they go on to further explain and say, well, Broadcom is known for cost-cutting. I like to think of it as waste removal. But Broadcom is known for cost-cutting and post-acquisition close. We think that Broadcom will slow the rate of innovation at Qualcomm. You know, because they'll cut back on R&D and cut back in other areas and therefore reduce expenses and drive profitability in, in that manner, which is the way you do it in M&A. And it's just an odd rationale. So typically when you see an administration block a deal on national security concerns, it would be, you know, we're afraid of a foreign entity coming to the U.S. and acquiring a company that has a ton of intellectual property. We want that comp- that intellectual property to remain under the purview of a U.S. company. So Trump, by blocking the deal, the administration believes Qualcomm will continue to innovate, and it's important that Qualcomm continues to innovate because we need innovation around 5G. And if we slow the rate of innovation around 5G with regard to American companies, then the Chinese are going to uh, put the U.S. in the rearview mirror with respect to 5G innovation. It's, it's, it's a dangerous precedent. You know, where do you draw the line? That's awfully arbitrary if you ask me. So here's, here's what would be logical. We don't want a Chinese company, company XYZ, headquartered in Beijing. We don't want XYZ to acquire Google, which would make sense because Google's the largest AI machine learning platform company in the world. When you think of AI, Google is the, the clear leader. And you wouldn't want all of its intellectual property nor the information it has on users on search, so on and so forth. You wouldn't necessarily want that ownership to transfer to a a non-U.S. entity, particularly in the case of the Chinese, where we are in a technology arms race. You could make the same case for Facebook. You wouldn't want all that data in the hands of another country. You can make a similar case for Apple, all the data that resides on the phone. You wouldn't want all that personal data in the hands of a, of a foreign country. But this one is really reaching. This one is, is really reaching. Broadcom, just so you know, the assets are located all over the world. Broadcom is headquartered in Singapore. Broadcom was looking to relocate to the U.S. to appease the Trump administration. But again, it's less about where Broadcom is domiciled in this case. And it's more about the Trump administration not wanting to see the pace of innovation slow at Qualcomm out of fear of not keeping pace with the Chinese with regard to 5G innovation. It feels awfully flimsy. It's a dangerous precedent. I, I, I don't think Broadcom has many options. I don't think that by relocating, you know, it wouldn't make sense to, to spend the money at this point after being slapped down. But even if they were domiciled in the U.S., it seems less about where the particular company is domiciled and more about the, the pace of innovation. So it's just, it's, it's a dangerous precedent. It doesn't make sense. 
and therefore it's a dangerous precedent, and it opens the door to slap down other deals on shaky ground. There were one particular company in the chip space that was just light years ahead of the competition, and if that particular company happened to be based in the U.S., then I could see not wanting to let a non-U.S. company acquire that company, particularly if it were a, a, a Chinese acquirer in that hypothetical situation. But the reason why you've seen all of this M&A in the chip space is because it's a space that's becoming increasingly commoditized. And so companies are merging with each other in an effort to get scale, and hopefully through that scale they'll drive innovation, which in and of itself it's, it's, it's a bit shaky as a strategy. Typically the way to drive innovation is not through, in this space, it's not necessarily through scale. And I could say that for technology in general, even in the software space. Skill doesn't necessarily drive innovation. Innovation, it's a, it's a difficult thing. It's sort of like creating a hit movie. There's no surefire formula. It's more of a function of dedication, passion. Uh, it needs to come from the top down. It needs to be a culture of innovation. That's what drives innovation, a culture of innovation. In, in, in the Trump administration's actions here aren't going to necessarily translate into innovation. And then it freaks out the markets. It's just a bad precedent. That's all for now. See you all next time. Mm-hmm.